welcome back. Or maybe you didn't even last watch the last video. But anyway, we are on problem number 15. 15. The Acme Plumbing Company will send a team of three plumbers to work on a certain job. The company has four experienced plumbers and four trainees. So four experienced and four trainees. Four trainees. I spelled, you know, I spelled it right. <laughs> if a team consists of one experienced plumber and two trainees, how many such teams are possible? So we're going to send three plumbers, right? Three plumbers. So it's one, two, three. And one of them has to be experienced, right? And then these are inexperienced. These are trainees. So this is the team, you know, one experienced and two trainees. And now we're going to have to pick from a set of, let's say, Let's we could we could pick from a set. Let's say my my four experienced plumbers are plumbers A, B, C, D. These are experienced. Experienced. And let's say my trainees are E, F, G, H. So these four are trainees. So how many different experienced plumbers can I have heading up the team? Well, there's four possibilities, right? So I can, there's four different people I can stick in here. Four choices or four possibilities. Now, independent of who I put into the experience slot, how many trainees, let's say this is trainee slot one and trainee slot two, not that there's a difference. So now if I'm, if I'm picking for who can go into trainee slot one, how many choices do I have? Well, I have four choices, because none of them have been staffed yet. So I can put four people here. No, not four people. I can, I can, I'm putting one person, but I can pick one of four. So there's four possibilities here. Once I've already filled trainee slot one, one of these people are going to disappear. Then the set is going to be, is going to be one less, right? There's only going to be three trainees left once I filled slot one. So how many trainees can I put in slot two? Well, I can, there's only three possibilities I can put because I already stuck one in slot one, in slot one. So there's four possible experienced people. Four possible uh, choices for training in slot one, and then uh, since one training will already have been staffed in slot one, there's only three choices for slot two. So it's four times four times three. So what is that? Four times 12, which is 48 possibilities. The next problem. And the trick here is just realizing that once you staff one of the trainees, you only have three left that you can put in the other one, in the, other, the second trainee slot. Next problem. Problem 16. All right, we got some circles going on here. Let me draw a circle. So they have one circle like that. Then they have a bigger circle that looks something like, oh, I don't know if I, no, let me undo that. Edit undo. OK, let me see if I can make it more even. That's pretty good. Pretty good. OK, and let me fill it in with a pleasant color. All right. The figure above consists of two circles that have the same center. If the shaded area is 64 pi, so the shaded area is 64 pi. Shaded area is 64 pi square inches. And the smaller circle has a radius of 6 inches. So the smaller circle has a radius of 6. So that distance right there is 6. What is the radius in inches of the larger circle? So 
we want to figure out, well, we want to figure radius of the larger circle. Let's call that, I don't know, let's call radius of the larger circle I'll do in this green color. Let's call that x. So what's going to be the area of the shaded circle? What, how, how would we figure it out if we knew the radius of the larger circle? What would be the area of the large circle? Area of the large circle minus the area of the small circle is going to equal 64 pi. Right? Because the, if, if the whole thing was filled in, in mauve or whatever color this is, then, then it would just be the area of the large circle. But we're subtracting out the area of the small circle to get the, the mauve region. So what's the formula for the area of the large circle? It's pi times its radius squared. So we already set that radius to be equal to x. So it's pi x squared. And that's what we're trying to figure out in this problem. Minus the area of the small circle. What's the area of the small circle? Well, its radius is 6. So it's pi r squared. So it's pi times 6 squared. And that is going to equal to 64 pi. And you know, just to simplify things, we can just divide both sides by pi just to get them out of the way. So this, you know, all the terms, you can get rid of the pi. But you don't have to do that. That just simplifies things for my simple mind. So we get x squared minus 36 is equal to 64. Add 36 to both sides, you get x squared is equal to 100. So x could be equal, if you just solved it, it would be plus or minus 10. And of course, a radius can't be negative, so it's plus 10. So x is 10, or the radius of the larger circle is 10. Next problem, problem 17. 17. If p, r, and s are three different prime numbers greater than 2, p, r, and s, let me just write them down, p, r, and s, three different prime numbers greater than 2, and n is equal to p times r times s, how many factors, including 1 and n, does n have? How many factors? This is a good problem. So let me, let me put it this way. This is essentially the prime factorization. This is the prime factorization of n, right? And we want to know, oh, we want to know how many fa how many positive factors, including one and n, right? So what are all of all of the uh, factors here? So if we just made a factor tree, obviously one times. Let's make all. Let's make a combination of all of the numbers that can, when I multiply a pair, can equal n. So one times n is equal to n. Another number that would equal n is pr. Pr times s would also equal n, right? Because obviously p times r times s is n. So p times r times s is n. I'm, but I'm saying p times r is a number, right? Hopefully that makes some sense. Similarly, we could say that p times rs is equal to n. Same logic. And I'm saying r times s is a number, right? It's some number. And then finally, we could say that sp times r, sp, where the sp is a number, is also equal to n, right? So all of these, all of these numbers that I, I, I said, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, all of these numbers are factors of n. So that's how many factors there are. There are eight factors, including 1 and n. If this seemed a little bit abstract to you, 
try it out with some numbers. Let's say, let's say, actually, actually, that's that's the best way you could do it if this was too abstract. You could say, well, what if p is three, r is five, and s is seven? Then what is n? Well, n is going to be fifteen times seven. So n is fifteen times seven. What is that? Seventy plus thirty-five. N is one hundred five. So if n is 105, this is 1 times 105. PR, this would be 15 times 7. This would be 3 times 35. Is that right? 5? Oh, no, no, sorry. 85. No, 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 sorry. If 5 times 7 is 35 times 3. 35 times 3. 35 times 3. Oh, right, it's 105. Right. So we could, we would write, right, 3 times 35. And SP, SP is 21, 21 times 5. So those would be the actual numbers. So hopefully that makes a little bit more sense to you. But this is you know, the way you could do it in a general way. It looks like I'm running out of time, so I will do number 18 in the next, in the next uh, video. But the, just to, you know, this is a, a little bit of a non-intuitive problem. Just remember, this is the prime factorization. And then you can construct its kind of what I call the normal factorization. You can construct that by just taking combinations of the prime numbers. And hopefully the, the actual numbers make a little bit more sense to you. See you in the next video.